0: the last social development issue is sustainability issues so this is something that is very close to our hearts and it pertains to two things sustainability in terms of incorporation of environmental considerations in development and the sustainability of the development programs themselves so the first one the environmental factor Uh, is quite clear. We uh, know that it should not be taken for granted in the planning for social development, and it should be balanced in order to sustain and assure the improved quality of lives of the populace. If you refer to the link between ecosystem services and well-being, It is clearly illustrated in the Millennium Ecosystem Assessment. We can clearly see there how the different ecosystem services, the provisioning, regulating, cultural, and supporting services are critical in terms of ensuring the different constituents of well-being, from security to basic material for good life, to health, to good social relations, which all in all also influence um, our freedom of choice and action. So we can clearly see how this um, contributes towards increasing freedom, as we uh, mentioned earlier, which is crucial in really promoting social development. I am sure that we are quite familiar with um, the statement in the common future, the report, Which says that the Earth could provide for all human needs, but not for all human greed. So it's just a matter also of determining what are classified really as human needs, no, and which ones are just, um, really because of the greediness of man. So if we look at the arrangement of the social develop sustainable development goals, it is really best look at it as arranged in the form of a cake now we're in the biosphere is at the base of the cake so we can clearly see here that the biosphere supports everything else not uh, all the other sustainable development goals and by presenting the sustainable development goals in this manner we can also see uh, that we need to emphasize also on ensuring that we are able to incorporate the environmental considerations in all of our development plans so again as i said earlier more about sustainability uh, will be discussed if you take hume 112 or sustainability science now the second aspect when it comes to sustainability issues uh, pertains to the continu- continuity of development programs and sustaining the gains after the project has ended, funding has ceased, or donors or external agents have left the beneficiary. So, this is also linked to the issue of participation how much um, participation does the community have in the development initiative or program being implemented. So we want to supposedly ensure that um, sustainable development strategies that will be prepared will have the widest possible participation. This is actually um, enshrined in Agenda 21 which states that uh, which says that National Sustainable Development Strategies with broad social, environmental, and economic coverage should be prepared with the widest possible participation. So uh, we also have that very common quote about giving a man a fish versus teaching a man to fish. So it's a matter of ensuring that the programs we implement Has the widest participation up uh, starting from the development and design of the uh, program, which should be based on the actual profile and needs of the community, up to the implementation, monitoring, and evaluation. Because, but only by ensuring maximum uh, citizens' participation can we also ensure that they have ownership of the program, they will own the program, they will own all the different activities that are part of the program, and thus af- after, even after the uh, implementation of the program or project, they would still be continuing whatever is the initiative. Because in the end, as we say, most of uh, development uh, initiatives are uh, implemented or um, funded externally. No? So uh, our development workers yeah when we have the ngos the private groups they would not stay in the community for a long time so we need to ensure that the community will own the project and the program they know about the project and the program and they will be willing you know, and will voluntarily continue with the program now that will only happen if they are part uh, of the designing and the planning implementing and uh, monitoring and evaluating the the project or the program. So it's also important that we are able to empower them so that when you leave the community, they will really have the capacity to continue on with the initiative. So that is why uh, we promote the development and um, empowerment of human organizations and social institutions so that they will be capable of uh, implementing and continuing with their own uh, development initiatives. So uh, we have to bear in mind that um, as external implementers, for example, or developers of um, programs or initiatives, there are times when uh, our initiatives actually do not help the people but hurt them. There is a book that emphasizes this, although it uh, more of uh, looks at it from a religious perspective. But um, the key points are very relevant to our course because it tells us that... um, our initiatives should really help instead of just reinforcing the vicious cycle of poverty and underdevelopment. When we simply focus on providing relief and do not work on empowering the partners, no, the community members, we only keep them or uh, trap them in that pit of helplessness and poverty no, and they will not be able to move forward on their own. So we have to make sure really that uh, when we implement development initiatives, the community is able to participate fully. uh, They are capacitated and uh, they are able to um, utilize their own capacities in order to continue with the development initiatives. So uh, based on what we saw earlier about the link between the social and the Social system, no, and the ecological system. We can say that indeed, we can only be able to address social development by using a perspective, a framework that is holistic and integrative. And uh, we encourage everyone to utilize the human ecological framework in order to be able to analyze fully. The different factors that contribute to social development issues such as poverty, social exclusion, um, apathy or non-participation, and sustainability. So um, I would like to end the topic by uh, looking at um, this diagram no, and the statement from Rockstrom again, uh, which tells us that yes the trends and issues um, are alarming okay but it also presents a positive uh, message because it reminds us that there are opportunities to move forward Uh, for our course it reminds us that there is there are opportunities to move forward using the human ecological framework it is an opportunity for us to become innovative, no, to innovate, to have new ideas, to utilize new paradigms in order for us to work towards having a stabilized, developed Earth. No? A sustainable uh, type of development wherein we are really able to ensure both the environmental health as well as human well-being. So, again, we hope that we were able to capture the learning outcomes of this uh, unit. So, uh, I hope that you were able to capture the relationship of social development to human ecology, the issues and challenges um, in sustainable development through the lens of the human ecological framework. Thank you so much for listening and I hope that you enjoyed the lecture. The second social development issue is social exclusion. Now this is also related to poverty which was discussed earlier. Social exclusion is a multidimensional phenomenon that is not only limited to material deprivation. You are socially excluded when you aren't able to participate fully in economic, social, political, and cultural life. So it includes participation in social and political aspects. It is actually driven by unequal power relationships interacting across the economic, social, political, and cultural dimensions at different levels so because of this um, unequal power relationships it results to unequal access to resources to capabilities and to rights no? we see social exclusion everywhere from uh, farmers that have no voice when it comes to policies to indigenous groups who become internal refugees so no? we already have uh, seen a lot of examples in the news where in um, the farmers who are the ones who provide uh, food are the ones that aren't able to access food. You know, we had that one incident in Mindanao where uh, the farmers already ra- raided you know, an NFA facility uh, because uh, they had a lot of um, rice, sacks of rice there. And uh, they were not being given out even if the farmers were already starving. So we also have, for example, our uh, indigenous um, peoples no, in uh, Rizal uh, were in their community would be uh, the one submerged due to the establishment of uh, a dam, no, the Kaliwa Dam. So... Um, there are instances wherein um, the agencies or the officials would say that they have been consulted, but we will see in one of the other uh, social development issues that uh, these consultations um, many times are not really actual consultations that take into consideration the voice of those that will be affected. So some, Facts. When it comes to social exclusion, we have, of course, um, women that are socially excluded due to gender discrimination, um, violence. Um, they bear the triple burden resulting from multiple roles in society. You know, as part of the community, as uh, part of the family. You know, while still continuing to shoulder the, uh lioness's share of routine domestic responsibilities, okay? Um, this domestic burden, of course, restricts their um, time and ability to participate in the labor market, no, to be able to p- be part of the workforce, as well as to participate in political activities. When it comes to children, we have a lot of socially excluded children because of child mortality, malnutrition, and lack of access, of course, to to education. Um, We have the urban poor and the rural poor, which are excluded because of their lack of access to basic services and um, inadequate resources. So many are unemployed. And of course, most often than not, they are not heard in political decision-making. And as mentioned earlier, we have uh, the indigenous peoples, which are, socially excluded because of uh, issues when it comes to uh, land grabbing of their ancestral lands. Um, As I said earlier, we have that Kaliwakanan Dam in Quezon and Rizal, which will affect Dumagat communities and their ancestral lands. And of course, we are um, pretty much aware of the issue of discrimination. So, we have here a statement by De Rivero, again, one of the uh, authors who is also known when it comes to um, the topic of social development, and uh, he says that socially excluded groups will eventually resort to varied forms of actions. It's very much related to the uh, cycle, no, Filipino cycle of poverty, which we saw earlier. Um, because, as uh, the statement says, no, um, a human group that feels permanently, permanently excluded, will finally turn upon its predators, resorting to varied forms of treatment, ranging from delinquency to terri- terrorist fanaticism. So you think about the roots of the Abu Sayyaf group, for example, and the Al Qaeda. Uh, try to trace back the history of these different uh, revolutionary movements. And uh, you would see that um, most often than not, these are rooted on poverty and social exclusion. Okay. Now, the third social development issue is apathy or non-participation. I'm sure we have already heard about the term apathy. Uh, Once we entered UP, we are hear the uh, statements that of course uh, a up student is not apathetic no we should not be apathetic now in the context of social development um we talk about apathy or non-participation because of the importance of citizens participation okay so our department which focuses on empowering human organizations and social institutions sees citizens full participation in the development process as very crucial in social development because only through the participation of the people uh, will the people be able to influence and be part of the decision-making process from planning to implementation, monitoring and evaluation of a program or project. So um, it would be good to reflect upon some of the development programs being implemented today such as the four piece or the conditional cash transfer program of the philippines if you think about it does it promote citizens participation or otherwise so if we talk about citizens participation there's actually one way to determine or classify the different types of or levels of participation through the Arnstein's ladder of participation okay so the ladder is composed of eight rungs uh, with the two lowest rungs representing non-participation the next three rungs representing what uh, is called tokenism and the last three rungs representing citizen power so these different rungs of the ladder show the different degrees of citizens participation if we look at it in the context of development plans or programs so non-participation in this rung okay initiatives are just in the form of what they call therapy and manipulation so we can uh, try to think of programs that actually ascribe to this Wherein the real objective is not really to enable people to participate in planning or in conducting programs, but just to enable the power holders to educate or cure the participants. So uh, the belief is that you know uh, it's enough to just um, provide these different types of uh, initiatives. Because what the people just need is to have the knowledge um, that they do not need. So uh, you can think about some um, programs that really do not address the root of the problem. Okay. So the next level or degree is tokenism, wherein Yes, it is uh, a higher level of participation compared to non-participation because uh, people are given a voice, but uh, the the type of um, participation here is just so that they will feel that they are being heard. So in reality, their voice is not necessarily included in the actual decision making. Okay, so um, they are informed. So you have there the information and education campaigns, no? Uh, They can talk during consultations, but there is no assurance that what they say during the consultations will be uh, included in the final decision, no? So uh, it's a means by which you just placate, or pacify those that uh, uh, the people. Okay, who are not in power. So for example, they can um, give advice, no they can be part of advisory boards. however, uh, they really have uh, no muscle. Uh, they are not really given that much power still and influence um, in order to affect the decision making. So what we it will not really change the status quo or we still have the dominant uh, groups, uh, which will primarily be the source of uh, decisions. So, what we really strive for is citizen power up to c- citizen control, wherein the people have the power to decide on their development path. So, you have um, partnerships. So, in partnerships, more or less, you're supposed to be on equal footing and uh, you can uh, negotiate. So, when you negotiate, you have uh, almost, you also have uh, some level of influence, and uh, your opinions or points should be incorporated in the final decision. And the highest level is actually delegated power and citizen control. Wherein the citizens really obtain the majority of decision making seats or have full managerial power. So they are the ones who would really plan for uh, the development programs and they will be the ones who will really also manage, implement, monitor, and evaluate these programs. So citizens' power really is the one that we want to. achieve, that is why we are promoting for empowerment, no community empowerment. However, of course, there are still several obstacles. Um, it's not easy to have these citizens' participation because of several obstacles such as uh, belief systems, no, interpersonal um, obstacles in terms of the uh, differences among the people, uh, differences in terms of expectations, the capacity of the people, as well as the bureaucracy. You know, if you don't have a system which really places uh, power on the common people, then uh, uh, it will really not be implemented, especially when we have... Um, more of a top-down approach to development that uh, merely looks at citizens as recipients only or beneficiaries of particular development programs. So, for example, we have donations, no programs that focus on donations such as uh, social amelioration. Okay, so these uh, also hinder the promotion of citizens' participation.